Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now let's face it, everyone needs insurance. So when you need to renew your cover, the on the grid hot tip is to give our mates at City Rural Insurance Brokers a call. City Rural have been dealing with the insurance industry for years and they've got more than 50 years of industry experience. Need insurance for your business? They'll sort it. Are you a landlord and want to cover your rental properties or investments? They're your people. Or are you like me and need professional cover in case you say something silly on a podcast? City Rural can sort that too. They did it for me and it was super easy. The best thing of all is that City Rural are, like you and I, motorsport people. If you've watched car racing this year, you might have even seen their logo on cars like the legendary Richard Mork Super Ute, among others. They know our game and they know the people that follow it. So support the people who back our industry. And when you need to throw a new setup at your insurance cover, drop Andrew and his team at City Rural Insurance Brokers a line and they'll fix you up. Head to cityrural.au or follow the links on the racetalk.com. City Rural, better cover, better service. Delivering all the news, the informed views, and just telling great motorsport stories since 2003. Powered by the racetalk.com. This is On the Grid. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Grid here on mypodcasthouse.com or on the Radio Show Limited's RS1. Thank you for joining us. Big show coming your way. We're going to do a wrap up of all the weekend's motorsport. Uh, myself and Richard down at Talon Bend on the weekend. Mark Walker also watched a fair bit of the US stuff as well. So we'll get through all that a little bit later on in the show. To join us in just a sec though, Mark Winterbottom. What a disastrous way to finish a Bathurst being locked in pit lane as he came in. For a bit of a splash and dash, didn't happen for Frosty and Michael Caruso. We'll talk about that and also the year that has been for Team 18. All that to come right here on The Grid. You're listening to the latest from around the motorsport world. On The Grid. All right, joining us for a chat this week is a guy who, well, gee whiz, he's had 100 podiums in his career, over 30 wins. He's been there and done that, but... It's been a, an interesting year for Mark Winterbottom, and we'll chat to him about that and, of course, the dreaded Bathurst result. Hello, Frosty. How are you, mate? I'm well, Shebex. How are you? I'm marvellous, thank you, mate. Uh, and I uh, honestly, I do not want to dwell on the Bathurst result because I know how disappointed you must be, but I've got to ask you, if, there were, if, if before Bathurst I asked you how you might not finish the race, I reckon you would have come up with 35 other ways than pit lane being closed. Yeah, um, no, I'm happy to talk. You know, I think motorsport, everyone and a lot of drivers and teams want to just talk about the wins. But the reality is, uh, like the stats you just rolled off, I've had 600 and something wins and, uh, sorry, races and not that many wins. So you, there's going to be hard days. And yeah, Bathurst by far. Um, rule 101, don't run out of fuel. That's that's rule 101 at Bathurst. And uh, unfortunately, didn't didn't get it right. But um that's the human element of the sport. You know, I think we we have so much technology and 
we did so much good on the day, which was the frustrating part because uh, we actually mechanically had no dramas. Um, the brake rotor change was unbelievable. The you know Michael and I didn't even put a scratch on the car. Like the list goes on yeah. to be pushed down pit lane um, due to that was yeah it was demoralising really. But at the same time, I, it was sad that we did so much right that it ended that way. So um, yeah, it's you know you reflect on it, you change it, you work out why, and you make sure it doesn't happen again. The debriefs were interesting when you came back. Yeah, but they're just honest. I think, you know, yeah. the thing about debriefs is and they're not personal attacks. It's literally um, what went wrong, how do we fix it, don't do it again. And we, we cop that same chat when we're driving. If we just drive off the track and make a mistake, you expect someone to come and question it and say, hey, what what's going on? So, um, yeah, not personal attacks, just um, briefing and, um, yeah, obviously we don't want that to happen again. No, exactly right. And I'll tell you, you're coming off good form from Sandown too, weren't you? And 11th there, and you sort of must have felt a little bit confident going up to the mountain. Yeah, Sandown was a missed opportunity with the uh, with the little penalty there for yeah. hitting the curb sensor. Um, and uh, and then we actually had a little pit stop um, problem there, which dropped us about four positions. So, um, yeah, we, we come off some pretty good form. And really, I thought Sandown Caruso was, was the standout performer from from a co-driver point of view. So we went in with a lot of confidence, but um, we did battle car speed at Bathurst, no doubt. Um, but, you know, even without the little errors, we, we could have finished fifth um, quite comfortably. So, uh, you know, it would have been a great result instead of the, you know, what actually happened. But, um, yeah, we've got confidence. I think as a team, we're very close, although little mistakes happen, we're very close to to be in the full package, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited by what's to come, but uh, we've just got to iron out those little mistakes. But we're, we're full of confidence, take every race as it comes, and um, we'll go again in, in Gold Coast and try and get the surfboard. And it hasn't been a really roller coaster year where you've suffered heaps of highs and lows. You've had a couple of bad results. You've had a win. But then other than that, there's been a real consistency of position between, like, 12 to about seven or eight, which isn't too bad. Yeah, and there's, you know, obviously cars at the moment. The two Erebus cars are faster than everyone. And yeah. then the Red Bull cars are not far behind that. So instantly you're fifth if you if you just do the math there. Um, BJR, if they go all right, there's four cars there. Tickford go all right, there's four cars there. So before you know it, you can be 10th if, if a couple of teams are having a good run. So, um, you know, we've had our good days and our days that we need to work on and um it's still all building i think to win a championship you need to be you know on the days you can win you, you make the most of it and the days you can't you survive and that's top fives where at the moment our day showed we could win but our bad days are still a little bit um you know buried in the pack so you know we've got work to do but um i feel like we're getting there it feels from the inside um, a lot closer than probably what it looks from the outside sometimes. So um, I'm really happy with the team and where we're at. And I think it's all starting to gel. And then we'll throw in Reynolds next year and a yep. uh, few little changes, a few little tweaks. And um, hopefully he'll inherit a lot of hard work and a good car. And him and I can work together and put it up the front.
you know, I'm sure you will. The great thing about Adelaide and the Gold Coast is that you really ride a lot of your own luck, don't you? If you do all the work and get it right, and if you drive well, the cars generally finish up towards the front. Yeah, well, Adelaide and Gold Coast, they're, they're high-risk events, so we've got nothing to lose. I think that's, you know, I'd love to be going there fighting for a championship and like having all the pressure in the world like I had at Homebush in 15. That's a good feeling. Mm. But on the flip side, I couldn't care less if we go super aggressive on strategy to win, um, happy to rub the mirror against the fence. It's You can have a, a big dip at those high-risk tracks. So, you know, we go there with nothing to lose and a lot to win, and, um, yeah, that's how we approach it. So, yeah, if we can finish off strong, um, have two good straight fast cars come December, um, sticker them up for next year, few little internal changes and off we go again. Have you had a chance to have a chat to Dave about next year or do you just wait until the end of the season for that? No, nah, he rings me a bit. So he's keeping <laughs> a very close eye on uh, on, on what um, what he's about to jump into. So, But we get along really well anyway. We're, we're friends and Renee and Tahan are, are close friends. So yeah. we chat anyway. But, um, you know, often it's war stories you're talking where now we're talking a little bit more in depth about <laughs> about. Yeah. How's my how's my car going? Um, you know, what am I in for? What do we need? What are we looking at? So he's a he, he plays. He's a funny character, Dave, but deep down he's a competitor, and um, he's coming to do well. And yeah, we've been chatting for sure, no no doubt. And then you know Scott on the flip side is trying to finish the year off really strong as well. So we're working well together. So there's a lot going on. It's um, yeah busy yeah busy time of year. I think the last time we spoke to you was around about Barbagello time and you told us that the team wasn't too far away from getting a win and you were going to celebrate that pretty well. Two race meetings later, you got that at Hidden Valley down in Dar- uh, up in Darwin. Uh, tell us about that weekend. We I know we spoke to Charlie about it, but uh, does that still, is that one of your proudest moments? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I think... You know, one, it's been a long time since I had a win. And two, um, to do it at a team that's never won before is a incredible feeling. So, um, you know, we put a lot of work in and that's Charlie, you know, myself, the team, everyone, everyone involved put a lot of work in. And there's, there's guys and girls at the team that had never tasted a win. You know, I'm lucky enough and so is Charlie with his DJR days that, um, you know, you've had a championship and week in, week out, we were winning trophies so you you've been lucky to taste that side of the sport but then you know my number two mechanic on my car for example comes straight out of um straight out of high school straight on the car and had never tasted champagne or or got a trophy so that was that was a really really proud moment to see those guys get a taste of it because um you know you've got to you can say it but until you get the result you, you never, uh, I don't know, you never believe fully that, that it's possible. So after that, I felt like they grew confidence and um, they're doing an amazing job. Our crew are doing a really, really good job. If we can just make the cars a bit faster, I think, you know, that's going to happen a lot more often because the, the, the crew's doing a great job. So, um, no, one of, the, yeah, one of the proudest moments for sure. Did it re- reinvigorate you personally? Um, not really. I'm... I'm you're I'm, driven anyway, aren't you? I'm driven. I, I do yeah. play a very relaxed um, persona, but um, deep down, I'll do anything to win, and I don't care who it is. I have to tread over. So, 
I'm ne- <laughs> I might have a soft front, but deep down, it's yep. it never goes. And the day that goes, you you give up because um, it's the reason you do it. So it was nice to, you know, know that when the car is right and we're in the lead position and it's on you to to get the job done, you know, you can still do it. And I, I've never doubted that. But again, like I just said about the 21-year-old kid that's come straight from school, you need to do it to prove it because um, saying it's one thing, but delivering's another. And uh, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice little boost to know that if we're at the front, um, we, we definitely can still do the job. Yeah, good on you, mate. Well, hopefully uh, the last two meetings of the year turn out to be favourable for you and the team, and then you go into the Christmas break with a, a whole lot of confidence and kick off 2024 with a big start, whether that be at Newcastle or Bathurst. A quick one on that. What what do you think about starting the year again at Bathurst? We did it during COVID. Yeah, um, I don't know, a bit torn on it. I, I really love Newcastle. I think it's a great event, but... Um, we're we're far below the pol- you know political pay grade of the whole sport. Yeah. So, um, you know Bathurst for me is October, but um, uh, you know, and Newcastle is a great way to start the year. So, um, but saying that, um, race anywhere, don't really care. <laughs> Wherever there's a couple of turns and some twenty five other competitors, I'm there. The truck will back Beautiful. up. Team will book the flights. Off we go. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, we'll wait and see whether it is Newcastle or Bathurst. Hopefully we'll know in a couple of days' time. Mate, thanks for your time. Really do appreciate it as always, buddy. And we'll catch up with you soon. Legend. Thanks, Shebex. Mark Winterbottom joining us here on The Grid. We'll be back to more On The Grid in just a second. Now, let's face it. Everyone needs insurance. So when you need to renew your cover, the On The Grid hot tip is to give our mates at City Rural Insurance Brokers a call. City Rural have been dealing with the insurance industry for years, and they've got more than 50 years of industry experience. Need insurance for your business? They'll sort it. Are you a landlord and want to cover your rental properties or investments? They're your people. Or are you like me and need professional cover in case you say something silly on a podcast? City Rural can sort that too. They did it for me, and it was super easy. The best thing of all is that City Rural are, like you and I, motorsport people. If you've watched car racing this year, you might have even seen their logo on cars like the legendary Richard Mork Super Ute, among others. They know our game, and they know the people that follow it. So support the people who back our industry. And when you need to throw a new setup at your insurance cover, drop Andrew and his team at City Rural Insurance Brokers a line, and they'll fix you up. Head to cityrural.au or follow the links on the racetalk.com. City Rural, better cover, better service. And now, back to the podcast. There's more great motorsport stories coming next on The Grid. All right, joining me for the second part of the program, Richard Crowell, g'day to you. G'day. And Mark Walker, g'day to you. Hi, Tony. Hi, Richard. How you all going? We're all fantastic, mate. Good. It's got that, uh, it's certainly got that end of year grind vibe going on about it at the moment. I'm getting that feeling. There's, <laughs> well, it's bloody hard work. A few people pick up the phone at the moment and say, yeah, I'll come on your show and have a chat. So that's fun. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I think we all need to get to the Gold Coast and just uh, have a few few days up there in the yeah. sunshine. It's always so, a little bit of a nice reset, that event. Yeah, that's 
the whole thing was that Gold Coast came straight after Bathurst, mm. so you had that big reset there. Correct. You could walk to work along the beach in the morning, and it's a full hard reset. Mm. But instead, you lads had to truck on off to Shell V Power Motorsport Park, which is the exact opposite of sunny Gold Coast, I could imagine. Well, the wind was circulating at 25 to 30 k's every day. Mm-hmm. We did get a little bit of precipitation. Not much, though. There was a little bit of rain. Mm. But otherwise, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the Gold Coast will have precipitation. It'll just be 80 mil in 10 minutes. You know, and... <laughs> yeah, cancel, cancel the day kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no, I think we're um I think we're looking forward I think we're looking forward to the Gold Coast. Uh yeah, we need that little that little nudge to get us through the final uh final rush home to the Velo Adelaide 500 and then uh, the end of the year because it's been well, a uh, it's been a big one. I was going to the Gold Coast, but uh, my plans have changed now and I've been diverted to another beach called Phillip Island. Oh. For some superbike commentating uh on the Gold Coast weekend. So hopefully I get some decent weather down there. Ah, well, hello as well to friend of the show, Dale Rogers, who's a very, very big Superbike fan. No, loves, loves yeah. lo- no, really does. Like serious super yeah. Superbike fan, legend of the Australian motorsport media. Um, yeah, oh, well, that's good. Not Are you going for the MotoGP this weekend? Uh, no, no. Going golfing with two of my boys. Ah. Just having a golf weekend up on the Murray. Nice. Oh. Well, but in full Tony Shebeki scenes, I'm going to the Caulfield Cup. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got how many runners you got running the Caulfield? No, well, uh, you 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 bring in one of my knots forward very early. Uh, communication came out today that Just Fine is heading to the paddock after his run as last. What does that? What's Saturday. the what's the phrase heading for the paddock mean? Is that? No, no, he's right. just going out for a bit of a spell for a month or two. Right, all right. Yeah, well, they'll bring him back didn't... and get him ready for the autumn. But uh, no, he had a shocker on well, Saturday. Ran absolute dead mother last. Oh, so after least... three wins in a row, including a Group Three and a Group One, uh, I think he's just come to the end of his preparation. Oh, well, at least it wasn't this statement didn't read gun at the Clyde Glue Factory. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> probably the bright side yes. of it all. How does that? We'll give you one more chance. How does that affect your build up to the Melbourne Cup? Does he run in that? No, he's out, out of the Melbourne Cup. Oh no. Yeah. No. Yep. Oh well, any and all interest I had in watching that race has now just disappeared. Yep, gone. Mm. So yeah, you'll go to the Caulfield Cup, that'll be good for you, Mark. Will it? Yeah, no, it will be. It's fun going to the races. Yeah, I went to Caulfield once and I don't remember seeing one horse, but uh yeah, we'll see how we go this time around. Mm. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Hey, you did mention that Richard and I went down to Shell V Power Motorsport Park. At the bend, uh, geez, I tell you what, not a bad weekend of racing though, Richard. It was good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, your category Formula Ford Shebeks, oh, as always, you. as you do. It's a bloody good racetrack for Formula Fords. Yeah, it is. Um, that that the moment when they were five wide heading up into turn one, I think it was race two on Saturday. I looked yep. out the window and yep. um, and yeah, they they were definitely four and a half wide, almost five, and thought, oh, that's that's exciting. But they all came out the other side, which was even more impressive. And I tell you what was good: race three, uh, Jake Sandler-Chia in the lead, Zach Lobko second, mm. uh, Zach putting pressure on, and then we have a car spin. Connor Summers, I think, might have, oh, I can't remember who it was at the back of the field. No, Cody Mains Ruddy spun, brought out a safety car for the last three laps, and mm. we were sort of robbed of a finish where Zach needed to win and Jake. Had to be less than fourth for Zach to take second in the championship. Mm. 
So yeah, that could have, that could have been a really interesting last three laps. But I'll tell you what was also very good. Uh, the Porsches, oh, good yeah. challenge, fantastic, yeah, good series. Uh, let's let's not go too far on that because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about race three in my hot for obvious reasons. But uh, from a weekend perspective, Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge, it, it is such a good championship and. The depth of competition in that field is outrageous this year, and we saw that all weekend. But basically what we do get is Marco Giltrap has a substantial championship lead. It's 170 points with 181 up for grabs in the final round at Bathurst, the International, in a couple of weeks' time. So barring him fencing the thing in practice one, uh, he's in pretty decent shot to win the championship, and so he should because he's been pretty remarkable in his consistency this year. But I think the more impressive thing is Oscar Target. Hmm. Um, keep really good race one. Yeah, keep, well, and race two, and no, qualifying. Two yeah, and, and sort of race three as well before some post-race penalties. But um, keep your eye on that name because he is pretty special. What he's done in a cup car this year, he's third in the championship, would have been second had he not copped a 15-second penalty in race three. Um, and missed the first round because he was too young to race at Phillip Island in February this year. Mm. So, and he's charged his way up the order in the deepest sprint challenge field in history. Really, really impressive. Um, he's a great kid, switched on. He's got the backing of the Groves to help him as well. So he's got all the pieces in the puzzle to um, potentially have a crack at this uh, as a career, which is great. You say it's the deepest Sprint Challenge field in history. But what about last year's field? That wasn't too shabby. When you look yeah, at the, no, the alumni there, where they've gone on to. Yeah, Sprint Challenge last year was Tom Sargent versus Ryan Woods, and yeah. then a gap back to Lockie Bloxham, Courtney Prince, uh, and a couple of others. So there, the the Bloxhams of the world. Obviously, Courtney's gone to Crow Cup. Bloxham stepped up this year, big time. But like this year's Sprint Challenge field is, yeah. it, it is. But, but is there anyone there that's one season removed from a main game drive at Walkinshaws? Well, you've met the Grove family before. <laughs> and, I don't mind, and, they, and I don't mind oh, that, Yes. Oscar Target's been pretty spectacular. But you look at the names in the top 10 in this championship. So Giltrap leads. Aaron Shield's second. So he's sort of come from nowhere in car racing. He's second season of Porsche straight out of go-karts. Oscar Target third. Um, first season proper of car racing and certainly first in Porsche. Hamish Fitzsimmons, another one who did a little bit of Toyotas and then popped in and has charged his way up to fourth in the championship. He's a baby. Ronan Murphy, fifth. We know his pedigree. It's pretty good. Uh, Marcus Flack, teenager, raced open wheelers overseas. He's mm. finished third for a bunch of races this year. Um, Harrison yeah. Goodman. Hang on. On Marcus Flack, you, you know you're coming from a racing family when your name is Marcus. Marcus. Yep. Yeah, yes, this is true. This is true. Uh, and it gets hard when he and Marcus and Marco are fighting. So that'll be fun when they end up in Crera Cup together. Um, Harrison Goodman's part of that group, like Lockie Bloxham, is taking a big step up this year. Um, he, had, he had really bad, really bad food poisoning on the weekend. He was not healthy. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was the, the gastro that went round at Bathurst the week before, but, uh, oh boy, he was pretty sick. So... Came away with two fourths and a fifth. That was a fighting drive. Um, Zach Stitchbury was massively unlucky and, and got uh, helped into the fence in race one and wrote his car off, but he's another superstar from New Zealand. And Nash Morris in 10th came into it and blew everyone away for two rounds. So, like, there's 10 drivers there that um, are 100% capable of winning in Crow Cup. And then 
you've got kids like Clay Osborne who came into it at the weekend for his first round and ended up with a trio of sixth-place finishes. He'd never raced a Porsche before, never got one off the line. Um, that was really cool. Caleb Sumich, who probably needs a second year, Macaray driver, but young West Aussie bloke's got some got some talent. The list goes oh, Peter, on. That's so. not Peter Sumich's son, is it? No, do you know, I, I actually, when he started, he started in the Workhorse Radical Cup Australia Shebex last yeah. year. So he's West Aussie. Um, and I asked the first, uh, the obvious question. Of course, when, if he's WA and Sumich, he has it, to be something. There, there can't be that many Sumiches oh. over there. Um, Mark, for you, coming from a, an NRL state, um, Peter Sumich was a legend of West Aussie football and the West Coast Eagles. Um, I asked the question and he said, look, I think... But I like think. second cousin, somewhere Removed. down the order. But wow. but he he sort of thought, and the family sort of thought that yes, definitely related. So there you go. Well, you'd have to be somehow. Yeah, six sure. degrees of Peter Sumich. I love it. Uh, yeah. So look, it's an it's an epic field. It is a remarkable field. And next year, so Giltrap and Stitchbury will both go to Carrera Cup. I'll be surprised if Target. Oh, he might go to Carrera Cup. They might give him another year in Sprint Challenge, but based on what he's shown quickly, he's probably ready. Ronan Murphy, I think, has got ideals on supercars. I, I think he might apply the, the Super 3-2 pathway, potentially, but I'd love to see him in a cup car. Um, I, I reckon next year you'll get some... Matt Hillier uh, yeah. from yeah. Formula 4 champion from this year. Yeah. Up to you. I reckon he might do uh, Sprint Challenge and Super 2. No. Super 2 for WAU. Wow. He's got a, a great relationship with there and uh sprint challenge for Sonic. Yeah, okay. Wow. Big call. Um so and I reckon you'll see Bloxham in Career Cup next year as well. So um there's at least four, possibly five of this year's sprint challenge field that'll all step up to Career Cup. And if they put on the kind of racing there next year that they've done this year, I'm all for that. That'll be great fun. Mm. So yeah, good times in Sprint Challenge Lane. Love it. You sort of mentioned there that you know there's these pathways to Groves for Oscar or to walk and shores with Hillier and I guess Bates there too, if he mm, backs yeah. up for a second season, but then you get to a bit of a roadblock because of both those teams, they've got a driver lineup that looks fairly solid. So it's one thing having all this pipeline, but then you've got to put them somewhere, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you do. But at the same point, you're sort of just preparing a driver for someone else to steal, aren't you really? <laughs> like there's always three or four seats opening supercars any given year. So um, but then the the opportunity, and, and this is what McElroy are doing with their US program, the opportunity in the US at the moment is remarkable in sports car racing. So that's why they've tapped this Carrera Cup program over there because like 90% of the drivers in IMSA now are, are getting paid decent money to go and race. And yeah. and if you're not a pro-am who's bringing the money, you're the yeah. pro getting paid to do it. And like the, the Petit Le Mans field on the weekend was 52 cars, I think. And... Um, the level of pros throughout that in GTP and LMP2 in the GTD class is remarkable. So yeah, it's, um, I still, I think there's a heap of opportunity in sports car racing at the moment. Now's the time to be driving these cars because now's the time where you can um, go and make a meaningful living as people like Maddie and Jackson are, but also Jordan Love, who's a mm. now a champion in, in, um, in uh, SRO racing and for Mercedes over in Europe, which is great. Um, and others as well, which is really cool. So, yeah, love it. We had our uh, end-of-season dinner on Saturday night for the Formula Fords, and we had a couple of videos sent to us by past champions, one being Hunter McElroy, mm. who did his video 
in Michigan on his way to Atlanta. And Tom Sargent, who did his video standing out front the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's kind of so, cool. <laughs> it sort of, it so, gave the kids that were in the room, and that was all the drivers, that opportunity to see, you know, they were here only a couple of years ago. Hunter McElroy was 2018, mm. Ford Series winner, and then Tom Sargent was only two years ago. So, mm. and, and there they are, applying their, uh, their stuff so over just, there. You had your dinner on Saturday night before yep. the champion was decided? Uh, yeah, because the dinner primarily is for the awarding of the John Blanchard Senior Cup. Right. And you can't do it on Sunday because kids have to go to school on Monday, so they're all out of there as quickly as they can. Mm. So you can't and really be doing it on the Sunday. Tony has to go to school on Monday. I've got well. to go to school yeah. on Monday. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because apparently because I do work at a school three days a week, that qualified me to be an exam supervisor. Yeah. So Eddie Beswick. <laughs> did his HSC modern history exam on the drag strip. You bugger, I had that in bend. my box. <laughs> Overlooking the drag strip at the bend, and I had yeah. to supervise it. Yeah. I bet you he's the first kid ever to do an exam at a drag strip anywhere in the world. Has to be. Has to be. Well, I don't know. A lot of yanks, surely some of them over there, like they start racing when they're barely out of the womb. No so, yeah. But it's good. It was a great story. I love the fact that the quietest part of the bend they could find was the drag was the strip. Drag strip. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one part of the circuit on that one day not being used because the rest yeah. of it was pumping for the rest of it. Now, I'm going to go I'm going to go early with another knot now because we're talking about it at the moment. I always expected XL racing in South Australia to have massive fields. <sighs> You've told me about the 58 and the 52 car fields at Malala mm -hmm. for the XLs. Mm -hmm. Nine cars on the weekend. What the hell happened? Well, if you add a round when everybody's already budgeted their season out at last minute at an, a national event, which is more expensive than yeah. a club-level, state-level race, of course not many people are going to turn up. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. End of story. <laughs> and, 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 and there were eight trillion Hyundai's racing in Sydney this weekend. So uh, Correct. I think yeah, a lot of them may have gone there. Mm. Who knows? And a lot of the South Australian fraternity went up to Darwin early this year as well to run at the supercar round. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and some have raced, uh, quite a few have gone and, and raced in the Victorian series too. So mm. budgets are, uh, are finite. Yeah. Now, the other great thing about the weekend, Mark, was that they had a, a round of the Australian Rally Championship at the bend mm. while we were doing our stuff. So as soon as we finished racing on the track, then they used a section of the track as part of the uh, the rally course for mm. the Friday and Saturday night, which was amazing stuff. We'll come more to that. Hots and knots. Oh, beautiful. Yep, lovely. Mm. Excellent. Mm. We will. We will. We will. Uh, heading up to the Gold Coast, we're expecting a calendar, we believe, to be of some sort released in the next uh, few days, hopefully, maybe in the next week, oh, maybe hopefully could, before the Gold as, Coast. As per Coast. on the grid tradition, they'll probably bring it forward early and drop it on Wednesday morning. It'd be, uh, it'd be after minutes. This. There'll be minutes in it. Yeah. We'll be able to set our watch to it. Don't yeah. worry about it. But oh. you have a theory, Shebex. Well, I you do. You have and... a theory, and you would like to, on the record, drop a supercars calendar, yeah. as you see it, uh, now for posterity to decide whether you were on the mark or not. Yep, correct. So let's have a look at this. Okay. This is how I think the supercars calendar is going to run for season 2024. Just waiting for my uh, document to load up here. And it's a, a lot of the events are added. The only, the, a lot of the events of this year are there. 
all the events are actually. I think the only one we add really is New Zealand. So we start off with the Bathurst 500. I think we're pretty much all in agreement now that Newcastle ain't going to run the way it's looking. So the Bathurst 500 is going to be February the 24th to the 26th. That, of course, is the weekend after the Bathurst 12-hour. So that'll be a 10-day festival of motorsport up there at Bathurst. We then have a one-month break. We head down to Albert Park for the Grand Prix where they won't be using garages at all. It'll just be sprint racing, no fuel changes, no tyre changes. Just get out there and do what you've got to do and come back in. From Albert Park, we then head to Perth. April the 5th to the 7th, that's uh, two weeks later, before two weeks after that, heading to Taupo in New Zealand, April the 19th to the 21st. Now, the reason Perth is that week is because Easter is the week after Albert Park, so they're not going to run, obviously, Easter weekend. So they head to Perth two weeks later, Taupo two weeks after that. And then there's a little bit of a break where we don't have anything really until about the middle of June where we have Darwin. That could be the change. Perth could come after New Zealand, and they might put that in May just to give us a, some exposure in May. But Darwin, June 14 to 16. Townsville, July 5 to 7. Sydney, July 26 to 28. He hasn't mentioned Tasmania, you might say. Mm. Well, that's because Tasmania is going to be moved, folks. It's going to be in August the 16th to the 18th. After Sydney, it's going to be freaking. They hate Tasmania. What have they done wrong? Yeah, I know. But uh, that's where Tasmania will fit in. The bend after Tassie, and then we'll finish off with uh, Sandown in its normal mid-September date, October the third to the sixth. Bathurst, Gold Coast, October twenty-five to twenty-seven, and then a month down the track, we'll head to Adelaide for the finale. 22nd to the 24th of November. That is my gut feel of how this calendar is going to pop out. Any thoughts, gentlemen? So there's a lot to take in there. The Let's be honest, your Tassie date is based on intel that you found. Well, yes. I have a little bit of an inkling, yes. Okay. so A bit of an understanding. That's interesting. Now, Tassie... In it was July, was it July or August? August. No, no, August. Tassie was in March or April. No, no, Tassie, Tassie April. The, next year on your theory. Oh, no, yeah, Tassie, no, is in uh August 16 yeah. to 18. Okay, well, look, when we rocked up at the track this year at Simmons Plains, it was never warmer than minus two degrees anyway. So, look, it's going to be cold, whatever, that's fine. Um, you get that big old haul from Topor to Perth and all back. Yeah. Just just throwing that out there. That's, yeah, no, no. That, I, I, that's, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to be like that. but It'd be cheap, cheaper just to, to drop the 747 into Perth. Just send, actually, well, long haul it. Yeah, and just have the trucks meet them over there. That would make the sense, wouldn't it? That could work, too. Um, look, the, the end of the year will definitely be as per this year. So it'll be it'll be Bathurst Gold Coast at... Um, Sandown, Bathurst, Gold Coast, Adelaide. Yeah, Sandown should be there now that the Singapore dream has disappeared. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Oh, well, we'll find out if you're correct, hopefully, by the time this podcast has dropped. So it could be proper Nostradamus here, Shebex, but um, we're expecting it late in the week is, is yeah. the word that we've had. So, um, But then again, this is the supercars calendar, so it could be March next year by the time we work out where we're racing. Oh, I'm just... I'm just disappointed that they didn't find the old slot for Queensland Raceway between Townsville and Sydney Motorsport Park where it used to sit. And it used to work there. Mm. Well, you could do Queensland Raceway in May. There's a gap there in May that I said. 
according to my calendar. And gee whiz, it'd be love. Why not have a fourteen round? Well, because they don't. They get paid for twelve from TV, and they don't make any more if they just keep adding rounds. So there's a, a financial consideration in it, and you could add a round if the promoter. So if Quillet Quinney's willing to write them a check to be there, then I'm sure they would have gone. Yeah. But the sanction fee that comes with it. So the the circuits that pay to have them, which are a, a diminishing return at the moment because a lot they're either government funded or supercars promote them themselves. Um, but they're not going to put their um, their bank balance on the line to promote themselves at Queensland Raceway. I wouldn't have thought. They would need a promoter to step up and go, yeah, we'll pay you to be there. Because so, the, the numbers just don't work. I throw this to you. What are the possibility that the weekend that I have the bend on, that the bend actually doesn't run there and it is Queensland Raceway? Is, well, is, no, is the bend, they're, is they're the, not going to QR next year. That's, not? It's, okay. it's not even I just, been... I made that diff- up. He made that definitely up. doing and the bend? It's, well, it seems it seems more and more likely that the bend is going to be on the calendar next well, year. Well, when I heard 13 rounds, then, yeah, I knew the well, bend has to had be, to yeah. be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I can't believe the calendar is 16 rounds and we're <laughs> going to Phillip Island. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. Uh, speaking of Phillip Island, this weekend, yep. MotoGP World Championship there. Anyone going? No. The two no. Victorians on this show are not going. No, I'm it's... going to play golf. I, I'm very curious. I'll do it one day, but. You've got to do it. It's when fantastic. Old enough. But just the cluster of logistics trying to get there with 80,000 motorcycles at the same time. No, it's not that bad, Mark. Seriously. It's not, it, it isn't that bad. Okay. A, a lot of the motorcycles are there early. Leaving the track can be a little bit of an issue at, at the time when the, when the race is yeah, over. But leaving leaving, leaving Phillip Island can be a bit of an issue after a Shannon's Anytime. round. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. <laughs> but they do have the blue line in operation. Well, which they weekend. don't for a Shannon's round, to be fair. No, they don't. So, so you do get the two lanes going out, but no, that could be. The, but otherwise, mate, you, seriously, the young fellow will love MotoGP. And, and I say that in all honesty, because the access that you get to the MotoGP paddock is just amazing for the level of motorsport that it is. It's mm-hmm. not Formula One Grand Prix stuff. You don't have to have 16 security guards that you pass through before you get to the front gate before you actually enter. So, no, it's, yeah, if you get that opportunity in the next year or two, mate, he will love it. I've been doing a bit of digging on MotoGP because I'm covering it this weekend for ABC Grandstand. So you're uh, coming? Some, no, I'm not coming, I'm, I'm, unfortunately. Uh, budget doesn't stretch that far. Tony, uh, unless you'd like to stump up some more taxpayer dollars? No, no, no. All good. Oh, damn it. I'd love, really, really love to have gone. <laughs> Um, I would the, the money the money Australia saved on the weekend um well, we should have just siphoned it straight to the straight ABC to ABC Sport yeah um but looking forward to it um the Indonesian race on the weekend was an epic and Peko Bagnaya won from P57th on the grid I think one of his best ever drives retook the lead in the world championship over Jorge Martin um I really just like saying a lot of these yeah are there are there any that you've got drama with or? Marco Bezcheki no Brad Binder I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Jack Miller. <laughs> Where's he from? Yeah, Jack Miller, Australia. Uh, Alicia Spargro is fifth in the championship. Maverick Vignales, sixth. Johan Zarco, the Frenchman, seventh. And Luca Marini, eighth. Miller, ninth for KTM. 
uh, and Fabio Quattraro, the he's former doing his pronunciation homework with us. This mm. is fantastic. I'm yes, I, I absolutely bloody nailed it, Shebex. <laughs> now, looking forward to it. Uh, last year's Phillip Island Australian Grand Prix was probably the best race in Australia last year out of anything, I reckon. Yeah. That was an epic race. Absolutely incredible. So, um, Phillip yeah. Island produces some amazing racing. It's a pretty good I mean, I, had the, I was fortunate enough to go down there and call 10 of them for SEN. Mm. We uh, had had uh, the rights for that, which was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, just some of the most amazing racing, motorbike racing you're ever going to see, especially the Moto3 down there. Because of the tow that those bikes get, you can mm. be 15th coming through the final turn and win by a second. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting. I'm impressed by the effort that they put into that facility down there because it's always very well presented, but the amount of infrastructure that they bring in, it's like the Australian Grand Prix yeah, from Albert Park. All of that stuff is there at Phillip Island. It's a fairly ludicrous sort of setup. It's uh, pretty good. All bar the fencing, you're right, but all the Avco huts and bridges and stuff like that, yeah, mm. it's uh, all reusable, which is fantastic. The, the interesting thing is the sponsor for the race which is the MotoGP Guru by Griffin Australian Grand Prix. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Guru by Griffin. Yep. Do we know what that is? Yep. Bring back the the, the Grand Ridge Brewery. Grand Ridge Brewery. Well, well, they 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 do superbikes. A little craft brewer. (laughs) They also sponsored Andre Holmgartner at Bathurst. Yeah, they did. Yeah, little little craft brewer. No, not um, that I, I noticed this sort of stuff, but I absolutely mm. noticed the small sticker on Andre's car. Well, is there a chance that we could have the reckless brewing Bathurst one thousand? Well, it, look, knowing Jared and his team, it's entirely yes. likely at some point. Absolutely. Uh, so, Guru by Griffin is the official prediction game of MotoGP. So it's really? their like official tipping competition. Shebex. So I would have figured. Oh, yeah, okay. I would so have figured super coach comp. you'd be all over it. Um, having said that, it's described, and I quote, as an NFT-centric custodial crypto wallet. Oh, it'll yeah, be see, worth I, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm NFI when it comes to crypto. I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, no so idea. Griffin is a product of some company in Hong Kong, okay. uh, developer, software developer and venture capital company. Um, yeah, so there you go. Well, there you go. Well, so yeah, well Great they, to have they, they sponsor it. Yeah, it is absolutely well done. Good stuff. I like it. Yeah, should we get on uh, hot and nuts? Or we? I oh, know no, US let, first. You got some US stuff first, Mark, haven't you? Yes, uh, Carl Larson. So here's Kyle Larson's week. He won the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Tick. He passed his Indy 500 rookie orientation program at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in his first ever IndyCar drive. Tick. Uh, he won both stages in the NASCAR Cup Series race at Las Vegas. Tick. Then he won the race. Tick. Mm. He's not bad. Pretty good. It's pretty competent. Pretty, pretty good. It's good. Uh, a race, wasn't it, with Christopher Bell? Yeah, really good close finish. That was good. Uh, I suppose the other storyline there was Ryan Blaney. He did a good job in the race, but that job... For a time, it looked like it was assisted by some possibly cheater suspension, which Mm. saw him disqualified. But uh, later on, after inspection, he was undisqualified, if that's a word. I think it is now. Reinstated. Mm. I prefer undisqualified. And NASCAR figured out that their template for the cheater suspension was wrong. So that was a fairly unusual one there. But uh, good on NASCAR for admitting that they absolutely botched everything there. 
fair old roller coaster ride for the Penske crew. Uh, next week is Homestead, then Martinsville, and finally Phoenix. So really coming to the pointy end of the season. And uh, for race fans of the Formula One, you can side by side the NASCAR race because uh, Austin at Circuit of the Americas Monday morning is the exact same time as Homestead. So they're really uh, putting one on the US fans there. They're giving them. Yeah, something to choose between. What so. time? Uh, what time's that? Australia bloody time? early. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. three thirty or something. No, that's shit. that's awful. Yeah. That's no good. No, it's no good. Yeah, that's good handled at that. Mm. Cool. It might be four. It might be five. I don't know. No, but it's uh, they're they're both running at the exact same time. So yes, uh, Austin F one this week, and yep. then we're off to Vegas straight off the back of that, aren't we? Uh, no, I think there's a race in between that. Okay. Uh, I'd very much like to congrats uh, to Max Verstappen on winning the uh, United States Grand Prix, Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, no, he's done a great job again. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Checo didn't get out of Q3. No, but, I mean, you'd probably come to expect <laughs> that that was going to happen again, wouldn't you, really? Um, pretty pretty yes, remarkable. But look, Oscar has gone third and second in the last two races. So do you dare to dream that the script writers are that good? Uh, well, no, you don't, but yeah. that's the point. But uh, it's still a nice thing to talk about. It, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see Lando's heart get crushed, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. He's only, yeah. He's only had five years to win a race. And... Correct. Yeah, still hasn't. And imagine being beaten by not one, but two Australians to your first race win yeah. in Formula One. Surely the bow's got to break at some point for Verstappen. Like, fifth can't be his worst race of the year at Singapore. That something yeah, someone's got to fence him, or he's going to have a little meltdown. You got to catch him to fence him, Richard. Or the car's going to break, or they'll, you know, by by voting error, they'll give him Checo's car or something like that, and the thing will be an absolute rubbish box. I like. Surely, at some point, he has one bad race this year, <laughs> or, or they just put the wrong driver in the car, and you know, well. <laughs> Max's helmet on Checo. The the ultimate insult would be if they did give him Checo's car and he wins. Well, no, he would. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. For your info, Shebex, after Texas, they go across the border to Mexico. Oh, okay, yep. uh, And then slightly less logically, they go to Brazil. uh, And then they swing. I mean, I, I suppose it's in the same geographical region. Sort of, is it? Um, yeah, the Americas, America? sure. Sort of, yeah. Um, and then back to Las Vegas, which I'm immensely looking forward to. And then uh, the final race will be uh, in the Dub Abu Dhabi, quite late in the year this year. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out at Coda. It's uh, it's been a Red Bull track for a little while now, so um, they're probably going to win it. But anyway, what are we looking forward to at Vegas? What aren't or no? Aren't. What are we looking forward to? What, well, I just think it's going to be an incredible show. I does it'll, that, it'll that be will show. be that will be the one race where it just does not matter if it's a terrible Grand Prix because there'll be sixty laps or however long it is of going. Oh my god, I can't believe they're having a Grand Prix down the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, that the, then there'll be a lot of oh geez, I've been to the MGM Grand. Oh, there's the Bellagio and all that yeah, sort. Of, well, yeah, all that sort of stuff will be happening. And like the Sphere. The MSG Sphere, which is one of the most impressive things that's ever happened. Uh, It's a corner on the track. Exactly. It is is the the apex marker of of the inside corner. I think turn seven, I think it is. So, 
yeah, it, it's um, the the sheer fact that they've had the balls to pull it off is remarkable. I it it is insane to have a race, and like we've been there, like you and I've walked yeah. down the strip, Shebex, yeah. and um, after we stopped being propositioned by people trying to put us in vans to take us out to visit some ladies of the evening. Um, we'd were propositioned, by the way, only propositioned. I didn't think we were ever going to talk about that again. No, it was was an experience. And we just sort of sat there and looked at the vibe and it was pretty amazing. And at no point do you ever go, yeah, it'd be an awesome place for a street circuit. Sure. Let's run a Grand Prix there. (laughs) No worries. Yeah, that's awesome. So the fact they've had the, the, um, the moxie to pull that off is pretty remarkable. So I, I, I just think the show is going to be incredible. And good yeah. on them in the full if, ostentatious Vegas spec. For our listeners that have been to Vegas, I'll give you a sound that'll just bring memories back. What was that? The sound of the blokes with their cards of the ladies. Oh, of the the, the flyers, yeah. Everywhere yeah. you go down the street. Yeah. It it was the terminology that this particular gentleman, I use that term loosely, used that we certainly can't repeat on this podcast <laughs> or in, in any other form of uh of medium but um yeah it was yeah. it was a fascinating insight into how that city works at about two o'clock in the morning but um yeah it's gonna be terrific looking forward to that that'd be great yeah that was the line to do with pregnancy no no Shebex. Okay. no right cool. no, right no. Let's, Pop the uh, brakes lads let's just, let's just move on shall we move on hots and nuts right i'm gonna tee this off uh hot uh last week i said South Australia motorsport would be hot. And I was correct. Uh, At one point at the bend last weekend, we had a race finishing uh, on the international circuit. We had a special stage of the Australian Rally Championship starting just adjacent to that. And dragsters with two and a half thousand people watching uh, running down the drag strip. And then 15 minutes down the road, the opening round of the ultimate sprint car championship starting at murray bridge international speedway so it was bloody cool and saturday was a lovely day weather-wise it was sensational so skewing on from that uh i've I've crunched a few numbers now on saturday night i went to the sprint cars and hot one sprint cars sprint cars are awesome now i haven't seen sprint cars live since before covid and uh, they're a bit like top fuel dragsters in the way they viscerally grab you by the uh, curly bits and make you stand up and pay attention. Unbelievable stuff. Love it. So we went to the Speedway. So the Porsche Motorsport team went to the Speedway. Never have you seen five more out-of-place uniforms (laughs) at a dirt track at Murray Bridge on a Saturday night. And um, you could pick the rookie in our Porsche spare parts guru, Paul Gert, who'd never been to the Speedway before, who wore the uh, white Porsche jacket. No, it was Uh, now black which was tremendous, but um, brilliant evening. But what also happened was because Porsches finished relatively early that day and because they started quite late on Sunday, just the one race at one o'clock, teams had time to prep the cars in the morning. So a lot of the Porsche teams took the night off and also went to the Speedway. So McElroy Racing had about 25 people there. Uh, Techworks had people there and the half of Sonic Motor Racing that weren't at the Formula Ford dinner including the great Michael Henry, guest of the show, uh, were at Murray Bridge Speedway. Now, I reckon Porsche alone contributed about 60 people to the attendance of, I reckon, 3,000 uh, on yep. Saturday night. So 
we talk a little bit about the motorsport economy, right? And and you get some rubbery figures in motorsport reporting because a lot of it's try and justify government funding. But this is the real impact that motorsport has actually got. So 60 people, it's more than 2,000 bucks in ticket sales. Times it by an average ticket price of, I think it was 30 bucks to get in. Not cheap, by the way. Actually, it was more than that. I reckon it was 40. Um, not cheap. Who knew? Um, mm. So more than 2,000 bucks worth in of ticket sales alone. Um, now, the Porsche team went and bought some dinner. So we had the V8 steak sandwich and Ooh. a thing of hot chips. It was excellent food and quite reasonably priced. But between five of us, we spent uh, it's about 125 bucks in the end when you get a drink. And um, I think we we'll probably end up spending a bit more because you have a beer as well. So all the Macaray people did that. I reckon we spent, the Porsche group alone contributed somewhere between 2,800 and three grand to the speedway economy. So you, you, when you look at that, you start getting a bit of an understanding of what events like this actually genuinely contribute to an economy because that's three grand that would not have been spent at the speedway had we not been racing at Tail and Ben. Oh, I reckon you're uh, underplaying it. I reckon it might have even been close to five. Well, it, it probably could have been. Uh, You've probably done a, a bad thing by the economy because normally on a Saturday night, you'd be at some toffee hotel in town eating caviar or you Porsche people. So. No, no. We would have been at the Bridgeport Hotel having a chicken schnitzel. Oh, okay. Very good chicken schnitzel. Um, speaking of um, speaking of Las Vegas, the Bridgeport Hotel Murray Bridge, Las Vegas in country South Australia. <laughs> it's it's in quite incredible that that place exists. Well done to them. So I just wanted to point that out because I think that is a massive hot. And, and when you... All the crossover that was going on with all the all the teams and the drivers from rallying, from circuit racing, and all of that—that's very, very cool. And and it rapidly adds up the dollar value of the um, of the motorsport economy, which I thought was excellent. So that's a, a real proper hot, legitimate hot this week. Uh, another hot, and I use that in the term of the power ranking. Uh, Molly Taylor. Uh, hadn't been in the ARC for some time. Rolls back in in the production rally car spec. Subi, uh, nicknamed Fabio, and uh, goes and wins the production class as if she'd never been away. Molly is one of this sport's great talents, and uh, she's doing great things internationally, but worked really hard to put together the deal to do a couple of rounds of the ARC this year. So she'll run, uh, she ran Adelaide, and she'll do the final round of the championship as well, which I think is in Victoria. Um, no, sorry, National Capital Rally in Canberra it is. So she'll be running that, um, which is basically home turf, given their relationship with the Bateses. So that's uh, hot. That's outstanding. Really good stuff. Uh, also hot to uh, Castrol for leveraging that by plugging Tommy Randall into the rally car for a little hot lap nice. uh, in Victoria before they came over. And the look on Molly's face when he did a full proper hand grenade four-wheel drive rally launch which was great. So good uh, social media content there. Um, and my final hot is uh, race three of Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge Australia on the weekend. It's the best race I've called this year. It was an epic. And uh, 21 laps, it had a little bit of weather. It had drama. It had unpredictability. Um, it had a little lull in the middle as everyone worked out what they got for the race to the end. Um, it had a typical Australian motorsport. Will this be the last lap or not? No one really knows if this is the cutoff. Uh, timing certainly hadn't corrected itself. Tell us. Um, 
it was sensational. Truly great racing, and the top seven cars covered by two seconds as they cross the line. The one make Porsche race. People say one make Porsche racing is boring. Like they've got no idea. Um, tremendous race. Thoroughly enjoyable to call and to watch those kids with an average age, boys, of 18 and a half in the top seven. Richard Crowe is a plain porter of Porsche. Might as well. Oh, and hand on heart, happily to do so, Shebex, because it's outstanding motorsport. Next. Mark. Uh, apparently, Las Vegas logistics providers are hot with their vans on the strip at two o'clock in the morning. That sounded uh, very hot. So, uh, <laughs> well done to them. Uh, firstly, uh, I... <laughs> it would definitely have gone straight into the knots if we were doing that back then <laughs> right. in 2016. Uh, I should clarify something following last week's revelation that Richard Crail is a Swifty. Um, I had mm. no need to sing along to Bathurst Taylor Swift tribute act as I'm at a level of Swiftiness where the lyrics are, to all of her songs are just running a tight loop in my head, mm. subconscious 24-7. So yeah. I don't need to actually sing it out loud. And um, it also goes to show that if Taylor did want to make an appearance at the 12 hour, mm. it would be very, very well supported. Anyway, just food for I would be she'd have to be take, She'd have to be taken away from her NFL boyfriend, though. They were reported this week that they cuddled in public. Oh. Crikey. Right. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, but how's Fernando feeling? No, he must be gutted. gutted. Have you noticed he hasn't – has his results gone? Yeah, no, it weren't terrible. Since no, you're right. Correct. Yeah, He's yeah, been awful. Yeah, we'll so, suss that yeah. out. Mm. Hey, fun fact. Did you know that City Rural provide specialist insurance for food van operators? Mm-hmm. And look, if there's one thing I can get behind, it's an enablers of food vans. So <laughs> congratulations to you, City Rural. Nicely hot. done. Hot. <laughs> can I can I run a knot straight off the back of that? No. Oh, no. It's not how this works. <laughs> no, but, but it's They're just it's so appropriate. No. Okay. Just do it. Do it. The lack of food options at the bend. I'm sorry, Richard. I love the bend. It's actually I'll do a hot on it shortly. But the fact that the only place you can buy food at the bend unless you want to hop in your car and drive outside and go to the OTR, is a little cafe where you can get cheese and meat pies or some uh, croissants with ham and cheese. Did you see the restaurant upstairs? Oh, yeah, but you're not going to see it when you're working. Or did you go down to the bar downstairs and get a bacon and egg roll from them that they were selling all weekend? Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That, but that, but it wasn't much food option. Look hard enough, did you? A, a couple of, a couple no, of food vans. No, I agree vans, with you. I agree a couple of food vans wouldn't go astray. I agree with you. Sorry, oh, no. it was just appropriate to whack it there. You've egg. ruined the hots and knots, though, by going out of order. Oh, well. That's right. Uh, My show, get... I can do whatever I like. <laughs> Righto. Uh, tying together a few content pieces from the race talk recently, prior to Bathurst, Richard, you noted that you would love to see Jules Gunon get a gig at the Bathurst 1000. And genuinely, after Kevin Estra's debut in the Enduros, mm. why the hell wouldn't you? I mean, subsequently... In the Bathurst 1000 power rankings, we found uh, an X or a tweet or whatever the hell it is these days from the B, B pillar, which broke down mm-hmm. all the relative lap times of the drivers in the field across the entire race. And mm. it sort of uh, did all sort of mathematical formulations and figured out which drivers, main drivers and co-drivers did a really good job. And Kevin was fifth fastest of all the co-drivers yep. behind Dave Russell, Richie Stanaway, Jamie Winkup and Tony D'Alberto, who were essentially the podium guys there um there are a lot of co-drivers down that list that sort of they're just 
glued into the series. They're just plug and play each year. Oh, yeah, you get to roll your arm over again, once again. Mm. Boy, if you wanted to plug a Jules Goonon in there and start jagging some results, you yep. should probably have a think about it. Yep, you heard it here first. Anyway, food for thought. Mm. Uh, one raceway. We've broken down what has yeah. happened to the old Wakefield Park on the race talk this week, and it's pretty big. You know, huge congratulations mm. have to go to Steve Shelley, who has seemingly looked to cooperate with the local council and the local residents, which is a pretty <laughs> groundbreaking initiative, Jeez. really, when that has been the problem there for some time. So uh, working on a palatable solution for that is really good. The effort that he's putting into all the earthworks and all the changes there is just incredible. And, you know, there's a genuine pathway forward for that track now, which, which is sensational, mm. which is what we need in Australian motorsport. Have a have a look in the read, uh, the yarn, give us some feedback because it's it's interesting stuff, all the uh the noise chat around the country. Um the transparency that places like Phillip Island, who have a noise meter there that runs every day of the year, and yep. you can log on there and see exactly what's happening at the racetrack and how much noise they're making. So yep. that's the sort of thing that you have to do if you're running a race meeting, a race circuit under these sort of noise constraints. So good on you, Steve. Well done. Uh, hot goes to Rick Hendrick, who this week was recipient of a willpower race helmet at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, Mr. Hendrick stepped in at the start of the year when Will's lot, wife, Liz, was really quite sick. And fortunately, it wound up with a really positive outcome there. And it was with thanks to Mr. Hendrick. So, um, you know, one of the big dogs in the sport turns out absolute top like. So well done mm. to you. Uh, Austin this week, so you just know that Daniel Ricciardo is going to dress up in some sort of cowboy get up, <laughs> don't you? Uh, you putting that in hot, are you? Or? Oh, it's going to be hot. Okay. It's going to be stupid. Whatever yeah. happened, you know, yeah. he's riding the horse in and all that sort of jazz, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, also on F1 matters, one doing laps of the internet this week is the suggestion that Checo Perez might well be forced into retirement at the end of the season. Uh, while that absolutely won't be hot if you're him, uh, it would be pretty great for Antipodean motorsport fans who would wind up with Danny Rick and Liam Lawson on the grid. Mm. And they'd both get smoked by Oscar Piastri. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good thing. Uh, one final one for me is IMSA. Uh, they announced last week a 48-strong full-season entry for next year. You talk mm. of the health of the series, the things fully subscribe before, you know, where are we, October? Yeah, it's uh, pretty remarkable uh, how things are going over there. It's a bit of a closed shop now, but um, that'll be very interesting. Ford announced a really staunch team for their GT3 program, and perhaps with balanced performance in GT3, the Mustang might be capable of winning, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Tom will tell. Well done, Mark. Thank you. Uh, a couple from me. Formula Ford, hot. Loving it. The racing's been fantastic. Uh, this year, congratulations to Matt Hillier on his series win. But it's just, it still is the premium sport for me, for young kids in that 14 to 18 year old bracket to actually get their teeth into motorsport. And uh, great to see dads working on cars with kids and all that sort of stuff. It's uh, there's some lovely family values still being shown in the paddock and the like. So hot for me, Formula Ford. Off the back of that. Blendline is bit is a big hot for me as well. They these guys produced, I, I believe, an eleven camera coverage mm -hmm. at the bend on the weekend, and it was as good as any network TV coverage 
that you're going to get from most motorsport, most motor tracks, motor racing tracks in Australia. So they just keep putting it together. They just keep doing a great job. And I tell you what, they don't have the staff that those network no. uh, vans might have. They've got a little, they've got a little three-seater van that they work out of, whereas the networks normally have two or three massive trucks, and they get the same picture, the same quality. The graphics they get right pretty much all the time, most of the time. Uh, so, yeah, no, great work to the team at Blendline. They do an amazing job, and uh, may they keep that going. And my other hot is the bend. Uh, I did knock it just before with the food options, but just as a motorsport venue, I'm nearly close to saying, and, and I probably should have said this a long time, it is Australia's premium racing venue, motor racing venue now. Well, now they've got the drag strip up, yeah. I think that just completes it, doesn't it? It's pretty epic. Yeah. It's pretty epic. All they need now is the speedway. Well, on that, let's seg nicely into the knots, shall we? I'm going to keep let's my knots that. succinct this week um, because I really just don't have the energy. But um, the my knot this week is speedway. So I've hotted them and knotted them. Controversial, I know. Hmm. Um, it I have voiced my opinion on Speedway many times, both on this podcast and on the racetalk.com. And what grinds my gears about Speedway is their backwards, utterly backwards nature of their own marketing and promotion. Now, I talked earlier about how we contributed, we being the Porsche community among teams and management and drivers, somewhere in the vicinity of $2,500 to the Speedway economy. Now, there were, at the bend, probably 1,500 people associated with the Trophy Series event uh, and another 250 associated with the rally. Now, the rally people were busy rallying, so they were never going to get there. But if you're Murray Bridge Speedway, surely, surely you go, huh, captive audience, Let's go to all the competitors at the Trophy Series round and go, I tell you what, you show your ticket or you show that you were at Tail and Bend today or whatever, we'll give you 25% off the gate or we'll give you a free beer or something. Mm. Why would you not cross-promote in this massive weekend of motorsport when you have a captive audience, everybody loves going to see the sprint cars. It's a great way to spend a Saturday night, chill out, sit in the hill, have a beer, have a burger, Watch some cool racing cars, and man, they're cool. Um, it just that there was no thought put into that, and that just drives me insane because you could generate so much more for your own sport by putting a little bit of effort into reaching out to other areas of of motorsport to to drag people along. But and half the people had no idea it was on, and that that's a pretty criminal indictment. So. There are a few of us that were the chief cheerleader among the Porsche squad, but there are a lot of people in that paddock that had no idea there was Speedway happening 15 minutes down the road from Tail and Bend. So they all went off to dinner and houses or wherever they were staying when I'm sure a lot of them would have gone out. So that $3,000, even if you're giving them a discount, could have turned out to be 10 yeah, or 15 It just, oh, it really irritates me that, our sport just continues to fill in these holes and we don't do enough to work together to promote everybody and cross promote a little bit. So that annoys me. Um, uh, so that is many, not. How many people do you reckon were there? Cause like I've seen some of the video you At guys the speedway, posted. Oh, probably, probably two and a half. I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that much for there or? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a big crowd for there. It, it was a, it was av below average. I would have yeah. thought. That, that's the impression I got looking at yeah. some of those videos. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't hmm. massive. So it could have been much bigger. 
But um, yeah, that's that's my not for the week. That's where I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, grum- I'm grumpy about I'm grumpy about that race three being the result of Porsche race three was changed after the race because both race one, the first place and second got a penalty. Um, and uh, just you know, it was the only way they could do it. They couldn't apply them in race because it had to be looked at afterwards. I get all of that. I just don't like races being changed after the fact, especially when it's the winner, oh. especially when it was such a shithod race. But anyway, mm. bleep that out, please. Well, yeah, don't talk to me about that. Mm. Not your race, our race. We had exactly the same thing. Mm. I'd already posted the uh, champ, the series points. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> and, and we had we had a draw for fourth. Yeah. So I did the full count back all the way back to thirds, and Xavier Kokai gets fourth. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I find out that someone gets a five second penalty. It promotes Harrison Sellers. He gets an extra point, so he finished fourth outright anyway. There was mm. no. So I left. So when all this went down, and I'm, no, privy, no, to the, me. I'm yeah. privy to the in, internal workings of all these discussions when they, the penalties are applied, um, it was quite abundant to me that we weren't going to get final results for an hour. <laughs> so I, I left the track and went home and uh, wrote my race report once they'd been finalised in almost exactly that hour um, in the comfort of my living room. Uh, with a nice uh, beverage from local brewery Ministry of Beer. Um, so, um, yeah, that was irritating. But anyway, you get that. No, it that was my not. I'm sure Mark's got better ones. Well, I've just got one, so I'll go, Mark, and then you can wrap us up mm. with your knots. Uh, the death of Newcastle, for me, I've done a few already, but the death of Newcastle is my final knot of the night. Uh, proof, once again, the politics and sport just should not mix. Maybe we should send Steve Shelley up there. To work with the council and the locals. Maybe we, we should just go that to situation. Park instead. Hmm. The Canberra Grand Prix. You're dancing on the grave fairly early, though. It hasn't been... No, mate, if they don't All run right. it next year, they'll never um, run it again. Unless, in race talk fashion, it has been finalised, and in which case you are completely right. Yeah, no, if they don't run it next year, they'll never run it again. You, you don't get that spot back. Okay. Mark. Uh, bad stats there. Uh, I guess it's a not. But the Vatsleuth broke the story that SVG's gear tower was also cracked at Bathurst in much the same way that the gear towers and sister Feeney car and the lounge car were also buggered. So it appears mm-hmm. that Triple Eight didn't integrate the second generation of changes to strengthen those pieces and they yeah. stuck with the Triple Eight developed bits that went up to the job. Mm. Mm. What are they yeah, going to do for the Gold Coast? That's a knot. Yeah. That's yep. a knot. That's yeah. totally a knot. knot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this year we fixed the Darwin schedule. We we knotted mm. it last year and they fixed it. Yeah. Uh Gold Coast five hundred schedule. Waiting for this. Sorry, team. That's a knot. Once again, they're a class short on that one. Yeah, you look at the Adelaide five hundred, it's seven classes over four days. The Gold Coast, three day meet, four classes. Yeah. That's it. Uh if you're a fan of entertainment sessions, you will absolutely love the Gold Coast. Remember. You remember when they used to have the jumpy trucks there? Yeah. yeah we'll they, were, they were made for that place. They yeah, were yeah. absolutely made for that place. They gorillaed everything and they were sensational. Went over the curbs. You know, we've got the sports dance. Sports dance are great. I love sports dance. They're going to be no good there. They were no good at Bathurst for racing wise. Mm. You know, they're not cars that handle big curbs and yep. do them well, do them justice sort of thing. Whereas a jumpy truck's just stupid and ridiculous and yep. fit into that. After practice on Friday, there may not be a sports sedan for Saturday, Sunday. Well, they complained about the nine-car S5000 field last year, but that will still be a bigger finishing rate in race three than what sports sedans are going to have next weekend, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, just prepare yourself for a lot of 
Boost really? Mobile branded non-racing. Enjoy mm. it. And just remember that it's fantastic and it's the best because it's Boost Mobile. So uh, get behind <laughs> it. Uh, Lance Stroll this week is a standing knot, I'm afraid. Yeah, Sorry, Lance. Right. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, no, you're a goose. Uh, while on... <laughs> While on F1, it seems that Bernie Eccleston forgot that he had 400 million pounds stashed away in Singaporean trust account. Nice. And he pleaded Jeez. guilty to it, to fraud this week. So almost similarly, I mean, I remember when I accidentally had two superannuation accounts on the go at the one time. So I guess it happens to the best of us really. Doesn't yeah. It? Mm. I think you're allowed uh, to though, aren't you? Oh, you can have as many as you like, but yeah. it doesn't, it's silly. You don't. Yeah. The problem is fees start to eat it away if you're not exactly. out of money. Why not with no money? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, just like Bernie, uh, I don't. I think he's still got plenty of yeah, money. To be brutally honest, yeah. I think he still kept his four hundred yeah, million pounds. It's fine. Pled guilty. Mm. Uh, Thanks for reminding to... me. He said, mm, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's where I left it." Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes to Auto Club Speedway, the old Fontana track over there in the US. Yeah. Piece to be gone. The machinery's moved in and started tearing it up. Uh, the mooted. NASCAR owned short track seemingly is nowhere in sight. It's a great shame. You know, that track had so many awesome races and memories over the years, Indy cars and NASCAR. Um, it's a mm. shame to see that place go, but it's sort of gone the way of all those other venues like Riverside that were in that area that just get uh, chewed up by the machine that is Los Angeles. So that's a shame. It'll be missed. And finally, an update on the Bathurst 50 cent coin from last week. It appears that not only have the muck motorsport punter's been left out in the lurch like me and didn't get a coin for a 50 cent coin for 15 bucks but genuine hardcore coin collectors have left peaking because the coin sold out before they could secure one <laughs> cash so, there from, is no cash here <laughs> cash from, <laughs> from highs of 80 dollars last week on ebay you're now looking at a hundred dollars <laughs> on ebay which awesome makes that 50 cent piece almost as good as an investment as a racehorse. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> good stats. Nice stats. Boys, well done. Always great to catch up. We'll do it again uh, next week as we come uh, up with a big Gold Coast preview. Yes. Good week. Weather. Shorts out. Fantastic. Yep. Sun's out. Gun's out. That's the way it's going to be. Catch you next week. See ya. Yeah. I'll catch you next week right here on the grid.